Every time there's a problem. I want we haven't just been able to sit down the and The trials record. and travails of the poor quality podcast, okay? Only there's been very few travails. Mostly nah, trials. Mostly trials, yeah. I mean, Good lord. You ever fuck with that Hercules? Uh. <laughs> don't ugh me. What are you talking about? I don't know. Didn't he have like nine trials? Uh, Yeah. Was it nine? Yeah. I don't know. He fought a lion. Yeah. Fought a lion. Fought, uh, he cleaned some stables. Was that one of them, really? Yeah, the the Orgean stables. He cleaned them up. They were apparently fucking honking. Like, <laughs> is that? Are you fucking with me? Is yeah, that really one yeah. of the things? That's I don't really know one of them. He had to, he had to mythology. clean out some stables that were apparently so smelly. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. No one else could do it. Because <laughs> it's like one of the other ones. I've been I've been to the Getty Villa enough times to have seen various little like vases, vases, whatever, with yeah. like. Pictures of Hercules fighting a giant lion. Yeah. So like, I got the idea. Never in there nah, did I see him, like, shoveling One shit. of them will be him with a shovel and, like, That's holding hilarious. his nose Are you or whatever. serious? Yeah, I think he, if I remember correctly, he had to do something to, like, block his nose. Uh, but I can't remember what it was. How, what was in these, uh, you know, you were the first person, I think, who told me what a chimera was. Was I? Do you know, maybe it wasn't you. I mean, you know I can't remember. It's some kind of beast. I, it's like a mixture of. It's like a bit of a cat and a bit of a. Like, a cat. It's I think it's a lion. Lion. Not you know what I mean? Cat. You know, a feline. It could have my been a cat. jaguar like or cat. something. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. But I don't remember telling you that. It must have been someone else. Mm. Well. All right, good start. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you guys like Hercules or what? Yeah, we're locked in now. Which reminds me if we're going to be doing this fucking podcast. I don't want to hear any fucking Avengers spoilers, okay, Sean? Don't worry, you won't be getting them from me. <laughs> this has been a big point of contention online. I'm not, online. Even, I've, I've I'm not even going near the near the theaters while that movie's out. There's all kinds of fucking uh, uh, what's consternation and Sturm and Drang going along. <laughs> well, people worried that the Avengers is going to be spoiled. Yeah, for them. yeah, they're upset. People this is the this is the landmark movie of our times. Sean. Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Right? What mm-hmm. a shit title for a fucking movie, by the it's way. It's the Endgame, Endgame, bro. Jesus, that sounds like a working title that got that's leaked the, that's and then the they la- had to stick with it. <laughs> they're like whatever. Like, oh, fuck whatever. Yeah. It's 3 hours long. No. Yeah? Oh, no intermission. Christ. Yeah, you haven't heard about this? I didn't know it was that long. Have you heard about the masses of people weeping in the theater? Oh my god! <laughs> I saw, Fucking imagine. I the saw. I, I don't know what it was. I want to say <laughs> stench in that theater. A bunch of like sweaty fat bastards weeping, <laughs> weeping over. Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Cursed with feminism. <laughs> That's the thing. Dude. You want to talk about being cursed with feminism? I mean, you're weeping <laughs> at superheroes. Well, I'll say this, man. Uh, I'll say this. Um... Yeah, I think it was a Deadline article or something where just the headline was like, you know, the, the Avengers Endgame leaves critics in tears. I'm like, <laughs> critics? No. Okay, if you're like, okay. Well, it depends who, a, who they mean by critics. A, if, if they're a, a critic for Deadline, then I can imagine that. If you're true. like a stunted human being and you really love these Marvel, not that you have to be. I look, I read comics. But, uh, you know, and, and you know what? And I'm stunted. So, okay, <laughs> point proven. Yeah. But, like, if you are, like, a stunted, you know, whatever, a maladroit, as we said, like, four times on the last episode when I was looking back. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. But if you're a critic and you watch movies every single day and then you're weeping into your popcorn over the Avengers, 
Like looking at Josh Brolin's purple fucking face and just crying <laughs> your eyes out. Well, that's the thing. I was listening to some people talking. Like one of them was like, ah, you know, I'm not into all the superhero movie type stuff. I just think it's stupid. And they're like, well, you just don't get that. It's not just about superheroes. It's actually like a commentary on like oh, yeah. current oh, yeah. events and what it reflects what's going on in the world. And like that's the, that's seriously what they think now. Oh, right? yeah, dude. And they're like, well, did you know that like. The Black Panther is a metaphor for like colonialism or whatever the fuck yeah. it is, and like it's like anything with anything with like even the mildest amount of theme, yeah, is like uh, an intellectual masterpiece, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's not like, just course, yeah, they have themes, okay. No, but isn't that just a way of like older people, adults who should know better, justifying the fact that they're watching kids' movies, you know, like, and that's why it's put in there as well because they know that a lot of yeah. their audience, so like. You know, you can put out a Batman movie and they'll be like, oh, well, don't you realize it's about like the duality of mankind or well, whatever? You don't, it's like, those, you don't think those Chris Nolan Batman movies are, are intellectually, inte- not intellectually, but like intellectually, they're, they're thematically hefty. Intellectually hefty? I mean, it's... it's, it's not about- intellectually, but they're like, they're definitely, I think they touch on some aspects of like, the, they're, they're actually weirdly like pro-Patriot Act... You, you look, you can say that all you want, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's about a giant bat chasing a clown <laughs> <laughs> around a city, you know. But that's what, isn't that, stupid. isn't that what the Bush era was? Hey. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, Sean, see, that, that's me, the, yeah. Sean, if you ask me, I think uh, George Bush was a clown. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I have nothing to say about the Avengers. I, I think I watched the first one and a couple of minutes of the second one, and that was a bit, that was it. I'm done. And there it is. I'm over it. That's the take. But well, you are hearing you're hearing now more and more that it's like serious, serious shit. Like the, the you know it is, bro. Oh, well, yeah, you're saying the, the this new one has got people weeping in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it's that's got true. the fucking you the know. critics, bunch of thirty eight year old bearded men. Because that's every critic now. Is it someone in yeah. their mid to late thirties with a beard and glasses? Yeah, who writes for fucking AV Club or whatever the fuck? God, the like. fucking AV Club. I remember well, that they used to be decent at one point. But I don't know what it is now. about them all having beards that bothers me, but something about it bothers. And I have a beard. It's I don't know what my problem is. I think but. it's when you have a, if you have a beard out of pure sloth, then I'm sort of all right <laughs> with it. But when you have it out of you know like it, oh, you saw um fucking the director of the witch has one and like, oh that's cool. <laughs> you want to be looking like yeah. John Krasinski and away we go. <laughs> Not seen it. But you know it him and Maya Rudolph. Oh no. I don't like her. I, I don't like anyone. That's what I'm starting to think. <laughs> so I really everyone that people tells me that's the most to like I don't like anyone or anything. <laughs> that's the most Sean ass yeah. statement I've ever heard. <laughs> well like, I mean it's like your tenacity to try and turn this podcast into like comic book discussion. <laughs> As if there aren't enough podcasts I'm fucking discussing. Once a podcast, you will mention something. <laughs> that is not true. It is. Oh, last time, you probably even got it in there with the Mugtails a little bit. But yeah. every other one, you know, there'll be something. Like, you know, the Punisher was a Mugtail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just telling me now that Thanos is one. You know, well, he's not one. He's a, he's a baby. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a soy boy cock. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. So fucking presumably Iron Man is Mugtail or whatever. You know, Robert Iron Downey Man is Jr. Tony Mugtow, for sure. Yeah, well, man. No, well, he's like, got Pepper Potts. Oh my god. Sorry. Yeah. You see, this <laughs> Look, is the thing. I'm not it's trying like, to. <laughs> but like, it's not just yeah. you. I mean, it's like people are talking about you know Avengers as if it's like this super serious stuff. Yeah. And you know, weighty, like hefty stuff too. It's, uh, there was a time where, you know, like comic book movies were kind of dumb, but they didn't really profess to be much more than dumb. Yeah. Now they're just as dumb, but 
professing to be some kind of like insight or commentary. And well, now we got this new Joker movie, which is directed is by strange, isn't directed it? by Todd Phillips of all people. Well, hey, Gigi Allen. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what, what you're the saying Joker there, if not Gigi Allen. Well, what you're saying there is that because Todd Phillips, when he was about 18 or 19 mm-hmm. years old at NYU, followed Gigi Allen around and filmed him, that he's somehow entitled. You know, it's like, oh well, if you're gonna get anyone he's equipped to, to follow the Joker, if you anyone, film, if you're gonna get anyone to do like a like a kind of think piece on the Joker, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw the trailer for that. Might be fun. I don't know. It could really go either way. I, I think, think it's gonna be. I think it would be the. Th- thing i said to my girlfriend when we watched it was i was like i wish this wasn't about the joker yeah like you look at it and you're like why does this have to be it about doesn't the need joker? to be does it why yeah can't this just be about some guy who turns into a homicidal i mean like i'll I mean, even lose the clown they can't sell it you know they can't sell it yeah. otherwise i mean they, like, you know also then it's just going to be basically a taxi driver or whatever that's a great movie i'm gonna go out on a crazy limb and say that taxi driver <laughs> is a good it's good film stuff, huh? I really do like that movie, and I, I think it's getting a uh, an undeserved bad rep rate lately. Taxi Driver is? Yeah, no one likes it but me. Okay. Well, well no. But That's manifest. In, in all seriousness, this this spoiler craze going on with Avengers. <laughs> we were all over the place on this. I Fucking Christ. Well, do you remember, and I hope this isn't a spoiler for anyone in the audience, but do you remember when Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, book six of the Harry Potter series, came out? And there was this uh, sort of subversive quasi-campaign to go around to the lines of of essentially children waiting in line oh, for the yeah. Harry Potter books. Just saying, he dies. And yell, yeah. Yeah, and yell <laughs> about how Snape kills Dumbledore. And they even had the page number, I recall. That's fucking hilarious, man. That's, I mean, like, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not hilarious. That is funny. But it is mean. It's mean, but it's also funny. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I just... I've never particularly cared about spoilers. But something like that is first Ah. day. If you were lining up first day with something and someone gave away a massive third act reveal, I don't know. It would probably cheapen it a little bit. A little, but not significantly enough. There's something about the shock of in in a plot based story like Harry Potter, where it's like all you really you're not. They're not enjoying Harry Potter for the fucking florid prose. They're enjoying it for the plot. And so it's like if that if like the one of the biggest plot points in the book is ruined by the time they even start page one, like that sucks. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, it's like movies that I've seen before, mm-hmm. I don't value any less just because I already know what's gonna happen, you know? What yeah. I mean? So it doesn't really bother me. And and also there's nothing coming out where i'm like oh i really want to like savor this you know is there anything is there any movie you've ever seen where you saw the twist and you were like oh thank god i knew nothing about that like anything is there any ever been a twist ending that really made a movie for you because for me i don't i don't even like them they almost no they're cheap now they feel cheap every movie has one nearly every especially in like horror and uh yeah uh psychological thrillers because what basically what it always makes you say is i'm always like all right, so fucking what? Like, I've been... It's like... I don't know. It, this is a very, I guess, stupid take on twists. But I'm just like, you were just withholding information from me as the editor. Like, nothing yeah. impressive happened there. Yeah, it's You pretty, were just not telling me the whole story, and now you're showing me a part of it. But it's not like... I don't yeah. know. It's... It, it, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's twists told. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You know what I was doing today? <laughs> What's that? 
the reason that we're recording this later than usual on a Friday yeah, night, fucking yeah, is because I shouldn't say Friday night because that that gives away the mystique. <laughs> we're recording this somewhere outside of the space time continuum. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure that yeah. when people listen to this, they they're assume like, that it's happening live. You know, when they're, they're like, when I listen to a podcast. I don't even listen to the content. I'm just looking for context clues to figure out when they recorded it. I think some people are like that. Yeah. Go so, on. Though. You know. Uh, but anyway, so the reason we're recording this a little later than normal on a Friday night is because I had to go to a fucking kids chorus performance in uh, up in Thousand Oaks where I live. Because uh, like my wife's got a kid, so i got a stepson, so I have to do these things every now and then. I'm the last person... Who should be at these things because yeah. I find them pretty sickening, honestly. But your stepson doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't believe he would find it very interesting. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't like John Ronson. No, nah, I've tried to. I've diary tra- of a Wimpy Kid. You read him uh, the psychopath test. I've tried to get him into John Ronson. I played the butterfly effect to put him to sleep, <laughs> and it works. It works, but you know. No, no, no. His no. voice is soporific for sure. I think it might scare my kid. You know, like <laughs> my my stepkid. I think I don't think he would like that voice. You know, it sounds like a kind of wicked, yeah, like some kind of ghoul. <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah, it sounds like the child catcher and <laughs> chitty, 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 yeah, it's like ooh, hello. I'm going to talk about porn to you. <laughs> Your wife is the Angela Lansbury of the household. <laughs> Gotta rescue him. Right, go Lansbury. on, though. So, um, yeah, isn't she in Chitty Chitty Baby? I don't think so. Oh, I'm thinking you're of having Ben Oz and is what you're thinking of. Oh, fuck me. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's a fucking detraction again. Like, real now quick, we're already talking quick, about though, fucking like cartoons. Real quick, though, do you know who wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Truman Capote. No. Ian Fleming, though. Ian Fleming, yeah, I did know that. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Back James to Bond author back wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And that's why it's such a like, weird Kenneth weirdly... Graham, author of Wind in the Willows, a beautiful oh. piece of prose. <laughs> all right, we'll allow a break so that I can edit all of that out. <laughs> fucking stupid shit. Don't you fucking dare edit that out. I'm trying to talk about Sorry, an experience, an actual experience that I had tonight. I want to hear it. Which, you know, I don't think that many people have had. Honestly, like most people who I would imagine would be listening to this, let's face it, only people we know personally are listening to this. And as far as people who we know personally, I'm the only one who's really in any kind of family dynamic. So I'm the one who's going to these fucking kids, like recital type things. Oh, hell yeah. But this is a bigger deal than I thought it was, right? So I thought, you know, all right, so he's, uh, her kid's in chorus at school, which means that they get together and sing a song every now and then, right? So I figured it would just be something stupid at the school where they all, they're all on stage and they sing. No, it turns out they've rented out the um, the Civic Auditorium. I think that's what it's called, Civic Center. It's a huge venue, like 2,000 seats uh, at least. And um, they do a whole thing with every school from the area and every like grade. You know, So you got the elementary school kids, which is where he is, and then you got the high school kids, you got the fucking... Uh, middle school kids, whatever. And it's just, uh, it was nearly two hours of oh my fucking God, hell. Really? Yeah, absolute hell. Wow. I can put up with some stupid shit, but not for that long and not that stupid. So, like, first of all, you know, they have the elementary school kids out there. They wheel them all out. There's about probably a hundred, a couple of hundred of them. And they're like, they're singing. First of all, I want to bet with my wife, right? 
What was the bet? Was it an over-under on runtime? That was No, not an over-under on runtime. An over-under on whether there'd be some lame American, like, jingoistic shit involved. And there was. She said no, I said yes. And there was. Sure enough, as soon as the kids are up there, we're singing the national anthem. I mean, that's hardly jingoistic. Sa- it's not jingoistic to you? sing the national Dude, anthem. Dude, you've got a bunch of kids who like don't even know anything about what that song's about, like, and you're just forcing them to sing. Like, oh, the flag was still there. What flag? Where, where was it? You know, like they don't got, know any of this. I got shit. something that's gonna blow your you, mind. You after have this. to stand up and put your hand on your fucking heart. Right, it's mental, dude. Like that's that's not <laughs> something that's normal. In mo- like we don't do that in England. We don't really? put our hand don't on our God fucking the chest. Queen? No, we don't. They do it at, like sports games because sports is still like very kind of monarchistic, you know. Yeah. But no, do we you don't sing do. "God Save the Queen" in school. No, God, we're a fucking patriotic country. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to me. Like to, like to a- someone who's not from here yeah. to see that happen. Is kind of weirdly culty, especially when you're getting kids who don't even understand. They don't even understand what a country is. Her kid still thinks California is the country he lives in. You know, he doesn't under <laughs> he doesn't understand that there's more to it than that. You know, like right. but you're getting them to sing this fucking anyway. All right, so like that's so it's a bad start, but I won five bucks. All right, so I'm there happy with that. So I have to stand up and fucking pretend to sing the national anthem, and that's fine. And then you know the problem with having kids who are like under the age of 10 singing so then it launches into the singing and it you know they, they're not <laughs> they're not good at singing like there's no uh, there aren't many singular kids who are good at singing at that age let alone when you throw maybe a couple of good singers in with about 200 terrible singers who don't even know the words and like <laughs> it sounded like they were singing in chinese kids suck at singing yeah like, they're not good at yeah, it yeah. because you know i mean first of all their voices aren't developed yet and also yeah. they don't have the discipline to like sit down and even learn lyrics let alone learn how to shit, sing a yeah. song so like it's like i said it sounded like they were singing in chinese they launched into the song and it was yeah. like I couldn't hear a single word. It was a fucking mess. There were all these parents in the audience who were like super stoked about it. And I was just like, I guess the difference is like my kid's not there. Right. You know, he's part of my family, but he's not my actual flesh and blood, right? He's right. my stepson. So I have I don't even have the connection that you know some of these other parents may have. Maybe that helps, but no, to me it's just like watching very bad, very weird art. But not, <laughs> but not even in an entertaining even, way. No, it's uh, it, no, it's kind of like slightly funny when they when they kick off and you just don't hear. You know, it's like a complete mess. And the the conductor, by the way, like he thought he was like Wayne Newton. He he was like you know suited up and like very Wayne Newton. Yeah, <laughs> he literally he, he looked was. he looked like Wayne Newton, and he okay. he came out. I'm not joking. He came out. Like, all the kids are on stage. Yeah. There's this whole, like, 10-minute bit where basically they're just waving at their parents, and their parents are standing up waving back. Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty much... The, honestly, they could <laughs> condense these to just 10 minutes of that, and everyone would go Because that's all you want, really. It's I mean, the only reason is. we were there was to, to look at our kids vaguely, and, yeah. like, standing around yeah. involved in this big, massive singing. Yeah. But it went further than that. So, yeah, this conductor, he comes out like a fucking rock star. Literally, all the kids are upstage. And then I think someone introduces him. Someone goes like, you know, and now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your conductor for the evening or whatever. And he comes out and he's like holding his hands in the air. He's like holding the peace sign up and whatever. Oh, fuck. And like, 
and then he launches into some long speech about he does a solo. He, he, no, he does he, a song by himself. Thank fuck he didn't start singing. But no, he, he he launches into some long fucking speech, which would make the first of like twenty long speeches. This singing concert was about seventy percent people making speeches about like stupid shit. Was you know, the people just him, or did the students get to make speeches too? They they got a couple of the older kids to sort of churn something out, Hell something yeah. about like you know, well, music is like uh, it's a note that's played on your heartstrings, and oh, hell yes, it changes the world because through the gift of our song, we can inspire. Blah blah blah. Oh. <laughs> but then you start to, and it's cheesy as fuck, and like I, I hate, I have no tolerance for anything that's at all like cloying or. Overly right. sentimental, even like, if it's little kids. Yeah, especially if it's little, little kids. Kid voices. Well, especially if it's little kids, because I feel like it's adults, like boring fucking adults, are using them mm-hmm. to, you know, to kind of like for these shitty memes, you know, like yeah. lame. It's just lame. It's yeah. not. It's not fun, and it's not clever, and it's not cool. It's like. It's not. It doesn't sound good. Even it's just like yeah. nah, 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 nah. friendship <laughs> is my friend, or whatever the fuck. And like, friendship is my friend. I is that the best idea for a song I've ever heard. It wouldn't surprise me if that was an actual We're lyric go to the that they sang. Write that after this friendship podcast. is my friend. All right, you'll hear it soon. Um, but th- yeah, then you but then you start to notice a little bit more about the kids that are there. So like you get. There's like a few different types. Most of them, including my stepkid, just don't really know what's going on. Right. And they're like, they don't really know the lyrics. And if there's some choreography, they're like looking around, trying to figure out, trying to figure out how to copy other people. And if and my like, experience in being in this show is an indication, they couldn't care less. No, they yeah. don't. Like they've been, yeah. their parents have made them do it. You know, yeah, like exactly. they, they don't give a fuck and they don't really yeah. understand, but they're just like, oh, it's a lot of noise. And right. So that's the majority. But then every now and then you have like, you know, you have like some kind of precocious kids, usually girls. I'll give you that. Like mm-hmm. the ones mm-hmm. who think that they're, you know, like you, you hear them. They're going to be in choir in two years. Well, yeah. yeah. And you hear you hear a note finish and then they hold it on a little bit longer. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, nah. And then you hear they're, her. They're, going, doing the, they're doing the, the tremolo yeah. or whatever they're it's They're doing a little bit of vibrato on it. Vibrato. They've, they've already tremolo? I mean, it's similar. similar. Okay. But right. um, yeah, they've already learned a little bit of... Uh, you know how how to make their voice heard, and that's you really. There are two hundred kids, yeah. and they're trying to be they're heard, projecting. And yeah. you can see them, and like some of them are like kind of doing like Jessica Alba style, like <laughs> dance moves. You know, oh, like yes. shitty girl pop singer moves, and like big smiles on their face. And you're just like, yeah, they, right. That's the girl who's gonna be like Annie in the fucking school production oh, of Annie. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna yeah. overdo it and be like, this time will come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fucking annoying. I remember them from school. Like, you, there's yeah. one in every school. There's probably a handful in every school. Hell yeah! And then you have like definitely had one in my school. Yeah, and then like I said, the majority of kids who don't care. And then there's like one kid who's like there's something a little bit wrong with him. Like he looks like he's got like difficulties. He's, he's like spazzing out, like <laughs> not not doing anything that anyone else is doing. He's like acting like a little Johnny Rotten. So he's like fucking, <laughs> he's making it his own. He's making moves and shit. And like that's to be honest, out of all of them, that's probably the one you want to keep an eye on in terms of. Like, yeah. Oh, this guy might be doing something interesting later yeah. on. You know, like he, he just does not give a fuck. No, there's truth to that. Yeah. No, I think there is truth to that. You know, even though he seems a little bit disturbed right now and everyone's kind of like unsure about him. <laughs> I mean, could go either way. It could go yeah. either like, you know, He's he turns out be, to be an yeah. artist or a school shooter. Or we're going to find his manifesto. Yeah, we're find yeah. His manifesto, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, like. That and that's the elementary school kids, and you're like, look, you can't blame the elementary school kids because their parents have made them do it, and they've just been forced up there and shoved it on display, and they're 
it's embarrassing and you know the problem is like, every parent is filming them so right. like that's living with them forever now right ever and you can't blame them no but you can mock them i feel sorry for them they do suck at singing but like not like me i'm a great singer <laughs> the problem was though that you know so that's our kid done you know and then they get yeah. sent off stage they're not even so they get sent off stage to sit in the audience they'd like so your so your kid is done our kid's you're, done so now we just me, have to sit let me ask you what's like the 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 run time that that that's like the if you're watching a movie what's the uh, time stamp where your kid's done oh i mean uh 20 minutes 30 minutes i mean yeah except for like the first 10 minutes which is just a lot of waving yeah uh as they kind of filed out um yeah probably about 20 minutes and our kid is out so then Fuck me. we then got two more hours it's about he's out in the uh, first act he's out uh, before the oh, first fuck. act has even really gotten going you know yeah. that was like the, the overture jesus uh, and then you know and like I said, you can't really blame the little little elementary school kids, but you can <laughs> no, start blaming the middle school and high school kids. Oh yeah, because they have done. a lot more yeah. fucking. Um, they have more self awareness, which makes them worse because Absolutely. they are almost volunteering to be this fucking horrible. They come out the the I think middle school kids come out and instantly they're into a nineties medley. It's like uh, that oh, Backstreet like, Boys song. I saw the sign. No, no, uh, no, no. That Backstreet Boys song and like uh, which one? Uh, Backstreet's back. Blah blah. Really? Yeah, they okay. did that, and Weird. they did like, and it was mixing through, and I had to leave at that point. Like it was frustrating me so much. <laughs> I, I, I literally stormed saw out. You get up with your fucking cap on, and yeah. you put your cap back on. And I did. I got up and I left. Out. I left the auditorium because I was like, "That that is gonna drive me fucking crazy." Because like, they were like, you can see they have these big smiles on their faces, and they're like, they're very smug about yeah. what they're doing. I was like, "Nah, that's not for me." But what you do get um, when I came back, they'd started. They'd calm down a little bit, and they were doing like <laughs> they were they doing other songs. Out, yeah. You know, like somebody to love and stuff like that. What? And then you got like, you got to remember, this is in Thousand Oaks in like Ventura County. So like there are no black kids or even really, there aren't many Asian kids or actually a couple of Hispanic kids maybe. So it is a pretty white crowd, like pretty white audience and pretty white kids on stage. But at one point they start doing this, like what sounded like a kind of chain gang song. It was like, what? like, it was like kind of, Lazarus? Yeah, it was kind of like yeah. bluesy, chain gangy type yeah. stuff. So it was like, you know, uh, I can't remember the lyrics of it. It was fucking bizarre. It was the same lyric repeated over and over. It was like, my, ser- my he told me to sit down, servant, but I can't sit down because my soul's so happy. Oh, my Have God. Have you heard that song? No, I don't know that one. I figure it must be like it some kind of traditional like, song, but like it sounds song. a bit chain gangy. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Sound, and they, the way oh, they were singing no. it. It's a bunch of like little white rich kids. Oh, no. Because it's a pretty affluent area. Like, yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. area is pretty affluent. So like, it's a bunch of white kids. And my wife even turned to me at that point and was like, that is weird. <laughs> you know, like... Your wife, you know, she's, she's from the East Coast. She's not known for that type of mentality. Uh, you know, she gives the kids more credit than I do, whereas I'm just like, ah, no, even at that age, you should be refusing to do this embarrassing shit. But oh, she, no, I mean calling out the racial implications of the slave song being sung by the... Even if it wasn't an outright like slave song, it's just weird to have these kids singing it. Yeah, that's like, true. These kids are probably eighth grade. Yeah. You know, like it was that was a bit strange. And then you had uh let's see, what else did we have? We had um like Swing Low. <laughs> no, but we did we did have a kid who was uh which I mean I laughed out loud a few times. So like it did have some entertainment value. Like it yeah. there was this one kid, like little fat Italian looking kid, 
He strolls up to do a solo. A big mustache. <laughs> no, no, but you know you could kind of tell, like yeah, the very, sure. very dark features and sure. like dark eyebrows and blue eyes and shit and unibrow. Yeah, a bit unibrow. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit fat. But you're expecting, you know, from an eighth grade kid to have this little high voice. But he comes in. He sounds like Louis Armstrong. He like bursts into a solo and he's like, I see trees. It's literally like, I was like, that's fucking bizarre, man. Like, that's, so that was interesting. And then, like, he's sort of doing this duet with this other kid who's got this really high voice. And so that was funny. And I guess they're the same age, but one's it's like a, a seesaw, you know. And then, um, at the end of that fucking song, this the, the kid with the high voice, it just sounds like a scream. He's just like, <laughs> like that. It was fucking horrible. And, and like the, all the while in the audience, there's like a baby that sounds like it's vomiting nearby. In the audience? Yeah, it's going like, <laughs> 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 yeah, like that, that you know. <laughs> I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I sympathize with that baby. I felt yeah. the same way for a lot of it. But like, yeah. That, so there was a baby vomiting in the audience, and then, like, uh, the audience, you know, all these fucking moms and dads, and they're very much like, the if you try and picture a soccer mom and soccer dad. Oh, sure. That's everyone in this audience, They all have right? stick figure bumper stickers on their yeah. back window. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they're, the thing is, they think that something has happened in music now where it, it seems like you're expected as an audience to clap along. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. So they were doing that for a lot of songs, but... <laughs> They had no sense of timing, and right. like you know, so that would often they're make, clapping on two and four. Well, it'd be like half of them would clap on the two, and then the other clap would get on like the three. And, yeah, you know, so it was a bit of a mess. But then this one group came out; a bunch of girls did like I guess some kind of Irish song, which involved as part of the performance. It was a cappella, but involved uh, patty type stuff. Oh, cool! You know what that is? It's like stomping. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, like creating a rhythm out of your uh, yeah, out of your hands and feet. The audience, for some reason, didn't... They, they still thought they were being invited to clap along with that. So, <laughs> even though it's a kind of, honestly, quite complicated rhythms, like the audience are trying to clap along. So, what happens is you get them performing on stage, and then the entire audience is trying to throw them off by going... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it, you just hear this the entire time from the audience. Fucking disaster. And then... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like they, they were just talking for fucking ages. Like every every person who came out would be talking about. They were like sucking each other's dick. I watched. They, they, <laughs> no, seriously, they were. They were like all the adults were like really blowing each other, and they were even like thanking the custodians. Hell, like they, there was yes. like a whole bit where they were thanking the custodians. Leave for no like, stone unturned. Well, our our rehearsal rooms are so clean because of the custodial staff at Wethersfield. Yes. I mean, like it's fucking mental. Dude. You know like, why it's good to leave no stone unturned in that? Because we've got all night, motherfucker. <laughs> we are here as long as it takes man. you to get your thank yous, your speeches, and your fucking. Set list that rivals fucking fuck, Jay Z and it Kanye. Was absolute hell. I can't yeah. even do it justice in words. It was the worst kind of hell. Because, you know, I would rather, I would genuinely rather be actually miserable than be miserable there. Does that make any sense? Like, <laughs> like you'd rather be the gutter. Well, you know, because yeah. you can say to someone like, you can lean over. I lean over to my wife and go, "Oh my god, this is absolute hell being yeah. here. Like, this is hell." And she's yeah. like, "Well, no, hell would be, you know, like, let's say you had a loved one who was sick or like, uh, you know, a death in the family." I'd be like, I honestly prefer that kind of intense misery, like yeah. that kind of intense misery that feels 
I, I don't know. It feels you know, more like, worthwhile. Honey, I'd rather you died than have to sit through this. <laughs> it feels more worthwhile and it has a bit more depth to it than sitting somewhere where I'm like, I know I don't really need to be here. Like, yeah. I don't really, I could just leave. But you kind of have to, out of obligation, just sit there and watch this cavalcade of absolute shit. And at one point, they're talking, you know, the, the, one of the conductors or whatever is talking at length about how, like, oh, these kids, you know, one day they're going to be on Broadway. Hell yeah. And it's like, first of all, as a musician, Broadway, I don't know if that's like the height of what you what you want to be. You know, like, oh, well, that'd be my dream made. Well, they don't even get paid Broadway. very much on No, Broadway, it's I pretty shitty out. as far as yeah. I know. But they, they said, like, and they mentioned some girl, oh, well, 15 years ago, you know, this little girl was with us, and now she is on Broadway. Didn't say what she was in. <laughs> Didn't say what role she was playing. Didn't even say if she was in a show on Broadway. They just right. said she's on there. She lives there. She might be on busking. The yeah, she's fucking like, busking. And she's like, one of those people who hands out discount. Uh, yeah, tickets Hamilton tickets. She's in a, fucking in a costume though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it. It didn't sound particularly promising. And then you know they bring out like a couple of soloists and like you know this is one kid gets up and sings some fucking lame song and. They're like, ah, he's going places. It's like, yeah, man. He's, he's like, going to host like the Tiki No karaoke night one day. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. They, they, That's they, the places n- he's going. There North was Hollywood. Not, there was not an impressive singer in the entire pr- production. And, like, this is apparently the whole district and, like, all these great singers and great organizations that you have to pay for. They were asking for money all the time. And it's just terrible. It's like, if that's where, if that's what we've got to offer... Among all the age groups, the elementary kids suck, the high school kids suck, the middle school, they all suck. They were fucking terrible. We had a uh, a pageant like review type show, and this actually sounds pretty dope compared to what you saw, because we weren't doing fucking I Saw the Sign or Backstreet's Back or whatever the fuck. <laughs> we were doing um, a show, like a fully sh- done pageant type review show. Um. If for the fourth graders would put it on every year it was the fourth grade tradition. You did this. It was called, you know, talk about jingoistic, Sean. It was called Celebrate America. Fuck yeah! And like <laughs> literally the fucking like the opening song is like America. What team? Uh, fucking what? world America? Team America? World please. <laughs> No, that's what no, it sounds like. <laughs> oh no, no, we weren't doing America. Fuck yeah, yeah. but we were. That's the same way. We, we were like, <laughs> we were like, we are free to say and speak, like think and speak our thoughts, free to disagree with what they say. Well, let's let's see if you're free to not sing that song. No, dude, it's probably good. not, dude. <laughs> dude, it's so national anthem. I, you have free people looking to at have you. Have a trial by jury. Worship how we may. We have the right to remain silent. <laughs> I believe this, and like, and one of the songs. So we had all these songs that were clearly written for the show, but every once in a while, whoever the program director was would sneak in a new song. So I think these must have been. This must have been like a franchisable show because there were all these things that were like obviously very. We had um, songs about not just all the states. But all the state capitals. <laughs> so we had uh, we had Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts. No, it's not about the capitals. It's just no, saying no, the names. This is just saying the states. Yeah, literally right. just saying the states. Rhode Island, Connecticut, yeah, right. New England is their name. Um, and then, actually, there were three songs that were basically the same because there was that one. 
and they were the like, one which actually says the capital's name. And like, that one was Sacramento. <laughs> that, that was Dover, Delaware, and Tallahassee, oh Florida, God. Montgomery, Alabama. And then there was another one that was George Washington, John Adams, and then Thomas all, Jefferson, all the president's names James were. Madison, and James Monroe. They were basically like mnemonic songs, yeah. like the alphabet songs, teach you how to... but we performed them. Um, so we did three of those. I don't know how, how long, but then we definitely had like, we are free to speak. Of the, and then we did, uh, a, and then, but then we snuck in these like uber patriotic fucking jingoistic songs in the middle of it that were like country songs. One of them was called, uh, some gave all. And it was some like gave all. It was some no 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 no. That's really patriotic. Some <laughs> we gave, love our vols. Some some gave all. <laughs> some g a v e. Some gave all. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. They and it was um and it was like about people dying in war, and it was like and the chorus was like all gave some. But some gave all. It's funny if you some stood through for the red, white, and blue, and some had to fall. <laughs> and like, oh, literally, we're like man. glorifying dying in war for the country. our brave boys. Yeah, like yeah, fourth man. grade. Um, and then there was that, and then there was um, and I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. Yeah, man. But you that's all that like this weird like country shit, isn't it? Yeah. So they would. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They would sneak in contemporary country songs. That's fucked up. Because yeah, when yeah. Uh, you, you've been to Vegas and you've been to the Fremont Street experience, that's in right? there. Yeah, all of that shit's in there. Yeah. It's like you, you... At, the, at the Bellagio Water Show too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You, you know, England has its um, you know has its kind of Republicans, which yeah. are Tories. No, 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 no. Oh. It's a whole different thing over there. Republicans means people who don't like the monarchy. They want it to oh, be a republic, okay. not a monarchy. Right. Ugh, let's take that out. No. <laughs> no. Right. No, but, you, but England has its, you know, very British, like, pr- British pride, like, proud sure. of the queen and stuff like that. But we never really get that shoved down our throat. When we're just walking around, you know, <laughs> in America, you get that. You know, I went to there's this um this new bar and grill that I like called Bandits, a thousand oaks. It's fucking great. It's like a barbecue place, Hell yeah. but it's like big, You're really really big. So American. Oh man, yeah. I I I mean, look, I like all. That's part of the reason I moved to America was I like that like shitty small town America type stuff. You should move to like a different state. I would if I could, dude. Yeah, I like would Texas if I could. Or yeah. Yeah, Texas or um, I'm I'm liking the look of like I like Arizona a lot, and Arizona. I like yeah, you North Carolina. Yeah. You know, but um, either way, yeah, I like all that shit, but I don't like the. Uh, the jingoistic stuff like that always hits the raw nerve of me yeah. I, I, for some reason i just don't like it i was at a school where you had to like always really defer not even defer to authority kind of like praise authority oh, i would have fit right in <laughs> yeah you would have loved it as a kid you know but no i i really didn't appreciate that and i still don't so i no matter what it is even though i'm in america i like america you know but whenever they try and make me sing the national anthem somewhere i'm like yeah no i'll stand up but i'll have my arms folded i won't sing it you know like i just can't it's too it's lame 
It's fucking lame. That's the main thing about it. It's not even like, oh, well, have you heard about the oppression that America, why celebrate? It's not, it's nothing even to do with that. I just think it's lame. It's like singing happy birthday. Well, let me you know, like getting up and singing happy birthday. Fuck off. Let's say something. We had a few of, uh, a few fucking commies like yourself in the Celebrate America pageant that year. Oh, yeah? And the teacher putting it on, whose name, I'm not shitting you, was Mr. Reagan. No relation. No relation. <laughs> that was funny as fuck, though. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Reagan, a former veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, people were not taking it seriously enough. We're all in fourth grade. <laughs> and they're just like, America is gay. <laughs> America sounds, is gay. That sounds funny as shit. And it smells. Yeah. <laughs> sounds awesome. Well, you're in fourth grade. I mean, yeah, that sounds th- funny. Yeah. I would have laughed at that when I, I was laugh. laughing, laughing at it laughing. now. I'm 28. <laughs> I'm not even from America. That's funny as fuck. But um, Mr. Reagan lost his shit on us for not knowing the lyrics. <laughs> and then he literally starts going in on us and he starts going like, I watched men in trees get their heads blown off in the, in, in the fucking war. That's a weird thing to fucking was, bring up, though, isn't it? Especially to children like to, who are not singing well, a song about state capitals well, no, properly. Presumably, if someone did have like a conscientious objection to singing t- praises of America and its military right. strength, it's because of the war in Vietnam, no one, no, <laughs> which no one liked. None of these fourth graders had a conscientious objection. I know, right. but what I'm saying is that if you were to, if you were to be, you know, I don't want to sing this stuff because I don't actually agree with American foreign policy or right. whatever. And he's like, I saw gooks get the fucking, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what I mean. They're like, all oh, that shit, you know, like, I saw my buddies die in the dirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't have had to. Yeah. Like, that, that's my thing. It's like, I don't yeah. think we should have been there. I think yeah. it was a bad war. Yeah. And it wasn't even a war. I just remember <laughs> like, me and my fellow fourth graders sitting there aghast as Mr. Reagan railed into us <laughs> about like, uh, just like laid into us about fucking all the death he's seen in his day <laughs> because we're not singing the George Strait proud to be an American or whoever the fuck sings that shit yeah. proud to be an American song quite right we're not quite in pitch properly and it was also fucked up because he was an otherwise very nice guy yeah no, so that, like just to a see a motherfucker snap like that and then start talking about what he's seen well, it's like, yeah, but it's this kind of, it's a, it's a, 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 what's it called? Sunk cost fallacy? It's like. What? Um, American wars? I agree with well, that. Well, with him, it's like, you know, you have to be, you have to speak oh, good about right. America because <laughs> I saw my buddies die for America. It's like, yeah, that's a sunk cost fallacy, dude. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good. You know, like, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that just because you saw some horrible things in the name yeah. of America, the, yeah. that makes it, you know, I'm pretty sure there were some fucking Al-Qaeda members who were right. saying the same thing. Well, the extra you know, like, funny No, you have is, to be in, look how many of us died. The extra yeah. funny thing is we had two pretty, it was Mr. Reagan and then my sixth, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Kavanaugh, and they were both ex-military and they were both like weirdly vocally to a bunch of sixth graders in favor of like the war in Iraq. Yeah. And like stuff because no, that's a j- shame. I thought you were gonna say that Mr. Kavanaugh was like, you know, liberal. Yeah, no, so was like, I'm a little bit country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> uh, that would be that great would be if there were like two awesome. feuding teachers. You know? Oh, dude. <laughs> well, we did have that at my high school. We had uh. two opposite ends of the spectrum, and uh, though by my high school days, I was still very like. And still am just weirdly hateful of any sort of authority now. Um, <laughs> By the time you got into high school, you were over it? 
<laughs> you were over that like yeah weird now deference. i was anti-authority yeah in yeah but i think it's it's not really authority it's like presumed authority that i don't like i'm with you dude i yeah. don't like it either anyone yeah. who like professes to be an authority on something i'm I like what the f- who the fuck are you i don't even like it when i do it yeah you know like <laughs> if i hear myself being like well actually i think yeah, you're fine yeah. i'm like oh what a cunt shut up <laughs> even if i'm right you know even yeah. if i know i'm right about something right. I'm like, you still sound like an asshole well, in my high school, we had um, we had two teachers. We had Mr. Mauer, and we had Mr. Dolly Slogger. <laughs> <laughs> How much shit did he get in high school, <laughs> Mr. Dolly Slogger? So, Mr. Dolly Slogger oh, well. was this um, very thin dude. Hey, Mr. Dildo Swaggler. <laughs> he was a thin dude who had a stormtrooper in the corner of his room, like a full-size Stormtrooper outfit in the corner of his room. <laughs> Kids will think this is cool. And a bunch of movie posters <laughs> on his wall, including including the poster for Amelie for some reason. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, I, I get it, guys. Honestly, Mr. Dolly Slogger was awesome. <laughs> like, sounds like an ass. He, no, he was cool. But he was like... Check out my Stormtrooper, kids. He was like kids. very openly uh, mega conservative and mega Christian. But he loved Amelie? Loved Amelie and loved Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, but he was like, he was he was conservative and Christian, but he was like, honestly, looking back, I don't know even how fully I realized it then. I realized it more than other kids. But looking back, he was like the, he had the most sophisticated sense of humor of anyone. Not sophisticated, like he was making deep jokes about fucking Voltaire. <laughs> he was making memes about fucking no, Star Wars. No, but he was like, he was like really good into, he like did really good irony because like he... He told that honestly, in my own teaching style, I'm usually copying him because he's usually like playing a caricature of a teacher when he lectured. Like he would talk about how he was doing like grammar worksheets late at night, the night before, and shit like that. Yeah. And just like doing this funny shit. Um, he gave a rhetorical thing, and the uh, and the example he used was about his neighbor's dog. And the story ended with him shooting his neighbor's dog in the head for making too much noise. Fuck yeah! It was like obviously a fake story, but it was like to me in ret- at the time and in retrospect very funny that he was telling a bunch of dumb high schoolers that he murdered a dog. <laughs> right. Like anyway, Mr. Dolly Slogger was awesome, but he was like this conservative Christian, and um, then we had another teacher, Mr. Mauer. He was about 46 years old and he always wore tap out t-shirts he wore like tap you know the brands like tap out and affliction yeah. like the mm he yeah, was like kind of yeah. like the joe rogan of our school <laughs> the joe rogan of he your was school. he was the joe rogan of our school Perfect. like that's maybe that's why i don't like joe rogan because i didn't especially <laughs> like mr mauer right. uh Mr. Maurer was like this 46 year old dude who wore like joe rogan shit and loved mma and like was very like pseudo intellectual and um, they had kind of a, uh, as Sean, as uh, Shakespeare would say, they had a skirmish of wit betwixt them. Oh, Chris. <laughs> uh, they, would always, they would always debate. And one of the things in particular was Mr. Dolly Slogger always wore uh, a button-up and tie to work. And Mr. Maurer was always wearing like an Affliction t-shirt. And it became this weird like minor issue about dress and like what they each expressed as being appropriate dress for a teacher they were like feuding with each other so there was a news there was a campus newspaper where we did a i wasn't on the newspaper i don't know why i said we just now but like where they where they did an opposing viewpoints thing where students wrote columns from opposing viewpoints and one of the honestly the only one worth reading that i thought was kind of interesting was they had Mr. Maurer and Mr. Dolly Slogger 
each right and opposing viewpoint about whether or not teachers should dress up for their job. Right. And Dolly Slogger fucking decimated Maurer, just like really made fun of him really hard. Where he was like, you know, this thing that became very popular called Casual Fridays eventually morphed into like virtually indistinguishable from my students Mondays and like <laughs> look like I still live at my parents Tuesdays and like really vicious shit. And like vicious. looking back for a high school teacher <laughs> going out another Christ, high school teacher. Dude, this is like listen. This is tame as fuck. Listen, <laughs> he's like you dress a bit slovenly, <laughs> sir. Fucking Christ! Go to your fucking private school where people are putting toast in each other's asses. But like that's more entertaining. <laughs> Dolly Slogger was going up to Mauer doing Zombie Nation. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that was stupid, but. <laughs> But uh, no, it was crazy. But anyway, the 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 punchline of that story is that Mr. Maurer got arrested for fucking one of the students. Oh, you're you're bringing this back. <laughs> Did I talk about this on the podcast? The thing that we yeah, the thing that we deleted from that podcast. Oh, well, that's okay. I'll still talk about it. It was on Howard Stern. It's public. Your tenacity to get that in. <laughs> it's like the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me, Sean. It's not that interesting. I mean, All like... right. Well, look, the listeners <laughs> are going to write you emails saying you shut down poor sweet Max too much with his naive country boy stories. <laughs> I was really into the rules when I was a kid. I was really into a sense of propriety. <laughs> I was a fan of the rules. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking with you because like, I remember I would watch... Um, I had weirdly like discerning taste when I was a kid, not in the sense that anything I watched was quality, but I had like moral standards for my entertainment. <laughs> right. So like a lot of kids shows are about like kids being rebellious. And I would always be like, look, the rules are there for a re-. like, I would get <laughs> mad. I, there was an animated kids show called recess. Right. Did you have that in England? I don't think so. So it was on like ABC Saturday mornings or something. And it was this show called recess about this gang of kids, whatever. They're at an elementary school. They like recess. And they would always pull, you know, little pranks on the yard duty, Miss Finster. Right. And, like, they would, like, do shit where they would, like, set the clock ahead so the bell rang early and stuff like that. And I was, like, furious. (laughs) I was, like, Miss Finster's just trying to do her fucking job, dude. Like, it It really made me mad. The more you think about it as an adult now when you read stuff. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, so I I got a stepkid and he's seven, so I'm reading, like... Diary of a Wimpy Kid at night. Mm-hmm. And like, probably when I was a kid, I would have thought that was cool because it's like, oh, he doesn't want to go to bed. So he's like fucking with his parents. And yeah. Shit. And it's like, now, now I'm older. I'm like, I want to fucking smack this kid. Like, he's just causing trouble. For, <laughs> he has no idea how hard his parents' life is. Yeah. You know, or maybe. Uh, compared tell- to his fucking cushy life. You're telling your stepson, you're like... I'm literally editorializing. Like, this kid's a piece of shit, you know. Yeah, I'm editorializing <laughs> while I'm reading. And, going like, and then he, uh, you know, he ate all the cookies. What a little cunt. Doesn't he realize <laughs> that those cost money and he doesn't know anything about money because he doesn't have a job because he's a little fucking twat. You know, he, he doesn't understand that there's an economy and there's... I mean, yeah. I don't know anything. What kids are those, care what about, are those that, about, those... It's about it's about a kid who I think has autism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's like proper. It's a bit like Catcher in the Rye. Like it's, it's that kind of like you know journal entry yeah. type thing. And you know, when I first read Catcher in the Rye, I must have been about fourteen, fifteen years old. That's a shit and book, boys. It is not a shit book. Oh, it is. It's a good book, but Fucking I, I still stand by that book. I still think nah. that book is good. 
But uh, I remember like really liking that it wasn't aspirational. I was like, this guy is fucking miserable. Like, yeah. and he's just, and he only gets worse. Well, you say it's not aspirational, but I can tell you there was a whole generation of emo kids <laughs> who sure saw it as aspirational. Well, the, or at least worth imitating. The book that I did read, uh, kind of late in the game. Like, I don't think I read it till my senior year, so I was already a little too old for it was uh, a book, I don't know if you ever read this one, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, my God. That, you know, in its... Jesus Christ. That one's not exactly... self-indulgent book. It, yeah, it's, I didn't like it at oh, all. Oh, it's dreadful. It's not exactly yeah. aspirational, but it's definitely, like, almost... Uh, oh, it romanticizes It's pornographic. Being. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it's like... Yeah. It's, it romanticizes wallowing and shit and being, like... I mean, but also the thing about that book was the, the kid in it... You know, it's like, oh, wait, I'm, you know, I'm flawed. It's, it's first person, if I remember correctly. Yes. He's like, I'm flawed and stuff. But every flaw and every fucked up thing he thinks or does or says, it, it's all not his fault. It's someone else conspiring against him. So it, I think, it doesn't it turn out that his like, aunt like, touched his dick or something? Yeah, that's like, kind of the like, <laughs> sixth, sen- sixth sense reveal. Not to get into spoilers <laughs> again. Yeah, spoilers for Pursa being a wallflower. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I mean, like, I. it made me think, I was like, oh, did I not read the book well enough? Because I, I remember reading it, and I'm fully, if Stephen Chbosky Chbosky, is out yeah. there. He keeps talking about the fucking Morris, uh, the Smiths in that book, too, where it's like. Oh, well, remember it was the Smiths, and it was uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of fucking twatty shit <laughs> if he's out there love, if he's yeah. listening to this i'm fully uh leaving possibility for the fact that i just didn't read your book closely enough but when i read that final like chapter where he reveals that he's been molested by the aunt i was floored not in the sense that i was like oh my god what a horrible thing but in the sense that i was like I must not have read the book right because I don't understand why I'm supposed to care. Yeah. Like, and not because I'm like, oh, I don't care that someone got molested, but I'm like, that doesn't, a twist ending is supposed to like reframe everything or solve some kind of mystery that was ongoing throughout the novel. Right. But there's nothing in the novel that made me think like, did this kid get molested? There was no, it no, didn't no. change anything. It was like this weird, like, no, it was probably a, tacked on it was a second for, draft. I, I bet it was a second draft yeah. thing where people have read it and gone, Oh, don't you think it's a little bit self-indulgent here? And yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe add something to justify how fucking much of a whiny cunt you are. I did like because it's autobiographical. In, uh, of course it is. I mean, yeah. definitely. It's like know. a kid. Who, I think it's supposed to be in present day, so it must take place in like 2005. <laughs> yeah, but like his name it, is like Stefan Chomsky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like going to see Rocky Horror. Yeah, it's, it's like, like okay. It's, 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 I mean, that does it, technically still happen. Did you see the fucking movie version of Rocky Horror Picture? No, of uh, <laughs> no, I being a wolf. No, I didn't see it. Christ Almighty, you want to kill people in that? Sarge's movie. girlfriend is in that one. Emma right? Watson's yeah. in it. Yeah, that's this bit where I guess it's like showing, you know, like oh, the the freedom of youth or whatever, and they're like standing out of the the uh, moonroof or the sunroof of a car yeah. and like going yeah as it drives yeah. along and you just want to go to get fucking moked by a bridge <laughs> a low bridge you just want to head to fucking mash off well it's funny because like i remember seeing the trailers and i remember thinking like oh this kind of looks like a sofia coppola movie yeah it does like that sort of a uh, you know upper class on we yeah. <laughs> like but when she's doing it she's at least being sort of uh, I mean, I don't know. If you, Am, I think she's ambivalent if about her re, subjects. If at the you very rewatch least. the Virgin Suicides now, mm. I watched it for the first time when I was a teenager, and I thought it was Ace. 
But you watch it now. <laughs> yeah, watch it again now, and you get, you go, oh my Jesus, fucking Christ, that's bad. It's, I like Lost in Translation still, though. That holds up to me. That's I do like that movie. movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I liked The Bling Ring. Oh, God, no, that was bad. Mm, well, <laughs> that was well. poor. There it is. That was fucking How about poor. Marie Antoinette? That's uh, a good one. I only saw about 20 minutes. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Mm. Kirsten Dunst, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I had something I was going <laughs> to say before we got onto the perks of being a wallflower. Uh, aspirational children's books. Oh, you know what I read when I was a kid? Was um, Wind in the Willows. <laughs> you know, I read that when I was a 26-year-old man, and I loved it, and I like wept reading it because it's so beautiful. going to make an immersive show. I remember that was like what weirdly one of the first things I talked to you about. It's a very specific memory. I don't remember you talking about yeah, Wind that, in the Willows. Yeah, it was totally in passing, but for some reason I remember brand. saying to you about yeah, you, <laughs> I was just br- you didn't know me that well, but you're like, uh, I all right, forgot that's, all about it. That's like, this guy's brand. He likes talking about fucking, fucking guy talking about British the children's yeah. literature from the 19th century. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I remember no 19th century would have been that 20th when was it written you think i thought, I it, was thought written it was in like the, the late 1800s i thought it was I'm early 20th i could be wrong it's oh, you're probably right i mean i don't, I don't know. know kenneth graham wrote it it's a beautiful book it's a wonderful book <laughs> but uh i remember talking to you about it and like i like quoted some passage to you by memory about oh my, like how did i not slap you in the face <laughs> i remember you i remember you raped me that night actually just to yeah, just, exert your just to punish you man. Yeah. Uh, yeah it wasn't out of anything sexual or out. it was just like <laughs> fucking gotta sort this lad out no i mean it was it was um i mean strange fucking thing of me to do to someone i barely knew but it wasn't like hey, you heard of wind of the willows i really was like you know what i've i've been reading wind in the willows because i was on my alice in wonderland kick at the Please, time did i not turn around and leave the room <laughs> as soon as you said that i guess not especially if i don't know you. i actually remember you i'm indulging. only forced to say i remember you very politely because i know you now you but politely like, indulged me you were like yeah that is a good book <laughs> <laughs> well, i can be polite i'll give you that yeah. but um why are we talking about the wind in the world? I don't know. Oh, one of the books I read when I was a kid, Captain Underpants. <laughs> um, okay. Which I was scolded for reading by my mother because there's a section of those novels that are like comic books. Yeah. And she's like, and she like looks over my shoulder. She's, she goes, I thought you were reading a real book. And she kept walking. I thought like, you were going to say that she looks over her shoulder and saw that he's like, you know, now, now you'll find the real reason that I'm called Captain Underpants. <laughs> she's got like a huge well, cock in Do you know anything <laughs> about those books? No, nothing about them. Those books are about two mischievous kids who... um. They're really into comics. That's why the middle section of some of the books are a comic book. Right. I think I only read the first one. But the middle section was a comic book because the kids hand draw their own comics, right? And they're super into superhero comics. But what happens is the plot is they um, buy like a, hypn- a hypnotism yo-yo or something like that. Right. And they hypnotize their school principal into thinking he's a superhero called Captain Underpants. It's kind of like a Don Quixote type of thing, right? Mm. First of all, real violation of this guy's consent, like making him be a superhero, well, yeah, like because brainwashing him into yeah. Being I don't like anything underpants. with brainwashing. That really creeps me out for some reason. It does. I don't know why, especially <laughs> as a kid. It's a violation. It is. Well, I mean, like it, it, again, I was always on the side of an authority figure. 
when I was reading children's <laughs> novels. <laughs> like, when I was You're watching... reading Matilda and like, yes, Miss Trunchbull, these kids are out of lane. <laughs> yeah, I fucking They deserve love... to be thrown into a well, cornfield or whatever. at the very least, Miss Trunchbull was like an asshole. Like, Miss Trunchbull was clearly abusive. Yeah, you like that, though. Yeah, it turned me on. <laughs> but Miss Trunchbull was clearly abusive, but like... I remember there was a, a sketch show for kids with Amanda Bynes called The Amanda Show. Yeah. And they would do like a courtroom thing. Uh, and they would like convict parents for making their children eat their vegetables. And like, I think they like sent them off to the fucking gulag or something. Like that. It was like, <laughs> yes, it was man. Up. <laughs> parents must have loved watching that. You know? <laughs> and like, she did like, it was like a Judge Judy parody with Amanda right. Bynes as the judge. And she'd be like, send them to Auschwitz or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and it was like, I remember being like mortified watching this. And I was like, no. Well, for, I was mad at it on two levels. I, I genuinely remember having these thoughts as a kid. I was mad at it on two levels one was i thought it was disrespectful to authority and two <laughs> i thought it was that. and two i thought it was pandering to me yeah i was like you fucking think that just because i'm a kid i want to see my dear mother sent to the gulag <laughs> for doing things that i know are for my own good <laughs> <laughs> i know that's for my benefit yeah i wouldn't want to see her gassed <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to see my mother stream, yeah. experiment. I think in one of them, they sent him to that Japanese <laughs> World War II camp. Yeah. They sent him to Unit 731. Yeah, that's what it was called. <laughs> they're, they're, we're going to inject horse urine into your parents' kidneys <laughs> just to see what happens. Yeah, and they shouldn't have made you brush your teeth. <laughs> that's what I think is happening in the next Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, castration for my dad. <laughs> they haven't they give me a baby brother. I don't want a baby brother. One of the most absolutely <laughs> horrifying things I remember having read when I was a kid and always on the side of authority figures was um I and it's so interesting because now if anyone tells me what to do, I lose my fucking mind like a child. <laughs> so it's like I had the reverse thing. Yeah. But um uh as a kid, always on the side of authority. And uh, I remember reading in the liner notes of the Green Day album Kerplunk, there was a story which in some stupid part of my 12-year-old brain I thought was real about a person who wants to go on tour with Green Day and their parents won't let them. So she goes and buys sleeping pills from her local drug dealer and puts them in the mashed potatoes that her parents... I remember this very vividly. I only remember... I only read it once. Right. And it was... And they, she puts them in her parents' mashed potatoes. And then they pass out and they die. And then she cuts all the meat off their bones and puts it on the down the garbage disposal. And puts their bones under a compost heap. And in my head, I first of all, I thought it was real. Briefly. Bit <laughs> extreme. I was, yeah. I was like, that is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but like looking back, I'll bet if I reread it now, it's so obviously over the top that yeah. it's supposed to be funny. But I bet the intention is that kids would be like, yeah. No, I think it's supposed to be like, okay, that's obviously <laughs> way over the top and yeah. like goofy. I remember it's like the final thing is like uh, they get on the tour bus and the girl is like, yeah, I'm like really excited to be here. I killed my parents so I could be here. And Trey Cool is like, you killed your parents? Cool. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's obviously a joke <laughs> in the liner out notes of Kerplunk. But at the time, I was like, I don't know if I can support this band anymore. <laughs> Suddenly on the podcast, there's a new guest. It's a character. It's like that's like a shitty like Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, like like. like 
strange, needlessly craft tough guy. Yeah. Well, Tarantino, not Scorsese so much, but Tarantino will always have the tough guy randomly talk about something tangential that seems vaguely menacing. Like, you know, so he'll be talk the bad guy will be talking with the good guy, and he'll be like, hmm, you know what I like about ice cream? Is that. Oh, right, yeah. In the in the fifties, the Italians and blah blah blah. They just go on for. But it's, uh, Tarantino was known for that. But then a bunch of the worst thing is that a bunch of people copied him. You well, know, <laughs> and they never he never draws he never brings it home. If I yeah. recall, it's always just like oh blah blah blah. It never comes around to like. And the best thing about ice cream is that it's very easy to control or anything like that. It's always, it never, really, funny though. it never really comes around, which I think is probably to Tarantino's credit because that's kind of a hack move to have it come around. Yeah. But it's also not a hack move, but it's, it's a very identifiable move of like keeping a scene engaging by giving a non-fictional trivia in the middle of it. Yeah. Cause some of that is like Lars yeah, von Trier yeah. does it too. Like where you're just listening to fuckers like talk about architecture and shit, and you're like, oh, oh, you watched that movie? Which one was it? The House of Jack built? No, I never saw it. Oh, that's the one where he's talking about architecture all the time. That was just a go to. It was oh. a random poll. Oh yeah, well, in his latest movie, <laughs> sure enough, he talks about. Or okay, so another example would be Brett Easton Ellis, uh, yeah. Americans, but Easton Smellis, as an angry person on Twitter called him recently. But Easton Smellis, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's great. She's going. She's on <laughs> Twitter. That. She's on Twitter. They're all. Everyone's mad at Brett Easton Ellis right now. He wrote some memoir called White, which... Uh, yeah. To be fair, it does sound fucking stupid. I'm sure it sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Uh, but this this uh, this person on Twitter I saw... I don't even know how she came on my radar. She had, like, no followers. But um, she was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, what people, what people don't ever talk about is nobody reads American Psycho. People watch American Psycho. That's not true. This manifestly, this, this is this I mean. is her take, and she goes, "People like that movie because of the of the and people like that story because of the movie, which was directed by a woman, Mary yeah. Heron." And uh, <laughs> what else has Mary Heron done, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a. And he goes, it "Was directed by a woman." Uh, I forgot what he, she says. She's like, um, "Oh, she goes, Mary Heron took." Uh, Brett Easton Ellis's middling book and turned it into a masterpiece of a <laughs> film. And she goes, have you ever seen that scene in Amadeus where Mozart, where some guy spends like a year composing something and then Mozart yeah, so starts playing it and starts effortlessly riffing and improving on it? That's she Mary goes, Heron. That was Mary Heron with Brett Easton Ellis's <laughs> shitty novel and it wounded Butt Easton Ellis's <laughs> white man ego. Wait, is this an actual article? Or no, this was just like a series of tweets just from a crazy a bunch person. Of tweets, right? It's it's like it's not true as far as I know. Freddie no, Stills was pretty happy with how that movie turned out. I he liked he the really movie. liked yeah, what he liked Mary Harry did. He liked the movie. I, I mean, obviously, it bruised a, his ego. <laughs> but also, like the thing with the movie compared to the book is like the book is pretty much unfilmable. Like you can't film that book and yeah. then get it with any kind of mainstream release whatsoever. Right. So you know, they did what they could with it. They kind of took the character and the basic premise and basically made their own movie out of it there's not many scenes from the book in the movie even i think it's like i i would consider it like a super i don't remember the movie very well or really the book even i have no comment on this subject (laughs) no i mean i guess the adaptation credit then would not even go to mary heron it would go to the screenwriter which would be guinevere turner sorry should take that off that caused problems last time oh uh it, it basically means the silence is too silent 
So whenever oh, we have yeah, a little bit, it goes. Oh, yeah, that shit is so weird. Sam. Yeah, I don't like it. So it makes it sound like there are edits where there aren't any. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, the well, that adaptation credit would go to the, the screenwriter, which would be yeah. Guinevere Turner. Was it Guinevere Turner? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah. pretty much the, unless I'm totally off base, but I think it is. It's because she, Gwen Turner was cool. I call her Gwen because we're close friends. Mm, Gwenny. Gwen was cool because she came up through uh, new queer cinema in the early 90s, which is all like, you know, when VHS was a thing and indie movies were possible to make and get into right. theaters. Um, so you mean like Paris is Burning type stuff or uh, no, so Midnight like the, uh, Mysterious Skin? Uh, yeah, thing? I think right. Mysterious Skin might be like uh, a little bit even like a higher budge version. Nice. She wrote a movie called Go Fish and then she also acted in a movie called The Watermelon Woman. Which was very good as well. Uh, I took a course. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it's not, like, why do you know I don't so just much? Know this? <laughs> <laughs> you know so much about Gwyn Turner's career. <laughs> it wasn't a course on Gwyn Turner. It was right. a course on. Well, it was a. It was a great. It was probably one of the most interesting courses I've ever taken. It was a course on. Uh, um, Buddies and Smellis. Buddies and, and Smellis. The course. No, no, it was a course on. Um, uh, new uh, gay and lesbian literature, but there was like a film section. Is this a thing in America? Because every American I know has either done gender studies or at least one, you know, one class in like gender studies or yeah, queer stuff. And I'm like, that's not a thing in the UK. At least it wasn't when I was there. So I, I don't well, know did you that's... go to did you go to university? I went to two universities. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and did you didn't major in of them. liberal arts? Like, did you have to take those? I was courses? doing yeah, I was in English literature, mm-hmm. and then at the other one, I did English and film. Yeah. No, I, maybe there was options. Never came up. Yeah. No, maybe there were options to do it, but it seems like in the U.S., you know, Colin got a degree in fucking I don't even know where he got a degree in, but um, not anything that would have anything to do with that. But like that's friend one of the of, show, Colin. Friend of the show, Colin. Uh, but that's one of the electives that he made it sound like pretty much everyone ends up doing at least one class in gender studies or something like that. Just fucking. Jordan, yeah, Jordan mean, Peterson was right. I, <laughs> get it out of here. Did you see the debate? Oh, him and Slavoj? Yeah. Like, I watched, like, two seconds of it, and the audio was so bad. And, you know, he was just, like, everything was on. Everything was a was an applause break. I've never seen... I mean, I didn't even watch the whole damn thing, but I watched, like, 20 minutes of it in the middle. Right. Uh, because it was on my pet subject. And if we ever have your bald philosopher friend Daniel on <laughs> yeah. here, which we should, actually. We should get Daniel. No, he, he won't leave his house. All right, well, we'll go to him. <laughs> we'll go. We'll take it to him. Yeah, because I'd like to hear his thoughts on the Zizek Peterson debate. Because uh, well, he doesn't like Peterson, but he, like, I, he well, loves Zizek. Well, <laughs> then he'd love what the clip that I watched because it was literally the exact same thing that I know Daniel also complains about, which is you know you talk about the, the postmodern neo Marxists, but where are all these Marxists in postmodernism? <laughs> They're not the same, you know, right. all that shit. And which, Jordan's like, well. Twenty-five <laughs> percent of social scientists identify as left-leaning. Anyway, I think it ended with Peterson fucked Zizek to show who Daddy was. <laughs> Take that. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I only watched a little bit of it. I'll I'll watch a little bit, but I don't want any I don't want any spoilers for when we do the episode with Daniel because I'd really spoilers. like to. I'd like to get a third mic. <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll live watch By Jordan a Peterson and Slavo yeah, commentary. That'll yeah, be our how first paid content. <laughs> $29.99 for a uh, paid commentary of the oh, Zizek Peterson debate. Nobody needs with that. With bald philosopher friend Daniel. <laughs> I'm sure ContraPoints will do something about it. Oh, something. God, I love her so Fucking much. I can't stand it.